Welcome to the LifeCast. We believe an extraordinary life is within everyone's reach. By interviewing leaders of all different backgrounds and having challenging open conversations, we aim to fulfill our mission and purpose of helping individuals save years of frustration and struggle, regain clarity and focus to take what was once a wish or a dream and make it their reality. There may be explicit words or conversational topics in this podcast, so if you are underage or listening with a child, please be aware of this. Lastly, please note that all the views, beliefs, and opinions are not always a representation of the hosts. This week's episode is with Dave Wenkel from 22 to None, an organization that helps veterans transition back into regular everyday life. The mission of the organization is all about taking the suicide rate of veterans from 22 a day all the way down to none. Dave was an amazing um, interviewee. It was just a, such a great time. Uh, we really enjoyed connecting. I loved getting to know him, loved learning about his organization. Definitely make sure to you know listen and see how you can give back to either his organization or another organization that impacts the lives of those who keep us safe, those who keep our freedoms free uh, while they pay the ultimate price. Hope you guys enjoy. Here we go. Dave Wenkel. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? How you been? I'm doing well. Doing well. So um, let's tell the listeners kind of like how you and I met, because I think it's a very interesting story, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Well, we met, uh, what was it, last Saturday yeah. uh, at a comedy show. Yeah. That benefited your nonprofit. That, that was benefiting our nonprofit. Yeah. Um, and it just so happened that you were sitting right next to me through the whole show, and I, I didn't know what you had going on before, but... Yeah, and you didn't know who I was before either. So by the end no. of it, we had something to talk about. So yeah, we were you know kind of joking around a little bit here and there, and then you kept getting called up onto the stage, and I was like, man, who is this guy? You know, <laughs> not only does he have a great beard, right? <laughs> um, should, I thought you were a sponsor by like Beard Brand or something. Uh, not yet. Um, to come, to come. Um, but so you know, I was pretty impressed with what you had going after I kind of learned a little bit more about mm-hmm. you, and uh, that prompted me to say, hey, I'm on vacation. Let's get together. And um, now we're here. Yeah. Right. So, um, tell me a little bit about you, your background, where you're from, how old you are, um, and then kind of transition into how you got to, you know, what you're doing today as far as your nonprofit, and then kind of give the listeners, you know, a little blip of what it is that you do mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, I uh, I grew up. I, well, I'm 34. I grew up down uh, downstate uh, from here, down in like the crook of the mitt. Uh, down by uh, like Bay City. I was about 30 minutes north of Bay City. Okay. Um, I lived there for the first 14 years of my life, and then okay. um, my father got a different job. I moved up north, went up to Gaylord. Yeah. Finished my high school there. Joined the Marine Corps. Went off to that for four years. What made you join the Marine Corps? Sorry, to kind of like. No, that's fine. Um, when, I, how old were you when you joined, and what year was it? <laughs> um, well, I always wanted to be a commando like that was I mean okay. growing up that's what I did run around the woods wearing combat boots and every little thing that could look like a gun was a gun okay um, and I had a bunch of like cousins and uncles that were in the Marines so like it was just a no-brainer um, but um, they a lot a lot of it like the quickness of me going in was because I didn't really care to sit in class okay so they had they were gonna do the the assessment test to get in the ASVAB waiver yeah they were going to do that. We could get out a second hour. How old were you? I was 16. Okay, so it was very early yeah. on. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But you could get out a second hour if you went and took the satisfaction. So I'm like, excellent, I'll go take this thing. Sure. So I took that. Um, and then that kind of spurred into me wanting, like getting a little more interested into it. Um, so I went and talked to the recruiter and all that stuff. And uh, I found out that the, if you take that waiver, you, you only have 365 days to use it. Oh. So <laughs> then I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to reenlist. I'm going to enlist. So I enlisted in the delayed entry program as a junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the summer of between my junior and senior year, which was 2001. So June of 2001, I enlisted. So this is before 9-11. Before 9-11. Yeah. So this is like in your soul. Right. right. Yeah, I was going to do this, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was actually, yeah, like I was just going to go. I figured, you know, it's quiet. Um, I had a friend from growing up like, who was older, his older brother had enlisted. Yeah. Um, and he went grunt and I was like, that's what I'm going to do too. And he's like, don't do that. You know, we're not in wartime. It's not fun. There's not a whole lot to do, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, oh, I'm all right. So he's like, do it, get something, get a job you can do when you get out. So I enlisted to do that. I'm like, ah, there won't be nothing. Yeah. And then 
uh, September 11th happens and I go, well, it looks like depending on how it goes, I either I'm going to have, I'm going to have a skill, but I don't know if I'm going to use it for the next four years. But it, I ended up doing that um, because I, it was crazy to see um, after 9-11, the amount of people that wanted to go and avenge yeah. our country. Like, you couldn't, um, I had a friend of mine who was in, um, who wanted to be an 0311, be a ground, be a ground pounder. And he went to, there's no, there's no seats available. Yeah. They're like, you gotta do something else. Wow. So Cause there's just so many people. Yeah. So many people signed up to do it. So, um, but yeah, so I, I did that. I finished out my senior year. I left seven days after I graduated to go to boot camp. Wow. Got to be a Hollywood Marine. Wow. Which is, uh, what does that mean? A Hollywood Marine? Uh, well you can go depending, Michigan is the only state that does it. If you go out of the Lansing, um, branch yeah you go to san diego california okay and do boot camp there okay. if you go out of the detroit branch yeah you go to paris island south carolina okay so they call everybody at paris island thinks they're tougher so they call us hollywood marines oh, whatever. so it's fine it, yeah it must whatever. be nice to see part of the country that you probably hadn't seen yeah before. yeah and well the worst i think i don't know what it is at like paris island but um, at MCRD, you're right next to San Diego Airport. Yeah. Like you're like there's a fence and you can see it. So the whole time you're there, you're just like, man, if I could get over that fence, I could go home. <laughs> but man, that's brutal. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But um, no, so yeah, I left. I went and did that. Um, How long were you in for? I just did four years. Uh, okay. I got I uh, I was engaged um, right after boot camp. Okay. Um, got married right after I got back from Okinawa. Okay. And then. Uh, we had a kid within like a year. Yeah. Which was, I mean, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. I, but I had a, I had my sweet little baby girl, but she was born, um, two months before I went to Iraq. Oh. So, yeah. uh, I had this little thing that depended on me and just cried and crapped all the time unless I you held it or whatever, yeah. you know? And, uh, I left and when I, you know, I come back and that was, you know, that's what I wanted to hold when I got back. I'm like, I need to hold this baby. And it yeah. did not want anything to do with me because it didn't know who I was anymore. Right. And uh, it took about four months before like the baby would be in the room with me and not have my wife there. So I was like, wow. mm, we're not going to do this anymore. So, yeah. so um, it was, it was really fatherhood that kept you home. Oh yeah. 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 Well, we knew we wanted to have more kids. So yeah. I'm like, eh, we're not going to do that. So yeah, we moved back to Michigan. How many kids do you have now? Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So girl. And then what do you got? Girl, two boys and then a girl at the end. Okay. Which was great. Cause, uh, my wife said if it, the last one wasn't a girl, we were going to have a fifth kid. And I was like, no, we're not. So <laughs> I, was, I, I was the most excited person who was not excited to have a girl ever. But, okay. I mean, it worked out because then there was no more babies coming. Yeah, so yeah. That was cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I used what I learned in the military. I went in as an engineer equipment mechanic, which is basically your construction equipment. Yeah. Uh, I moved back here. Um, and my wife's uncle had had worked at a company and he said, yeah, that's what we do. He said, so I sent my application in and I, I was, I had a job before I was actually out. Wow. And, uh, and I've been doing that since. I mean, that's, a... that's cool because I've got a, a couple friends of mine, uh, one that was a nurse in the, in the army mm -hmm. and then another that, uh, was in the Navy and did like, um, or the air force and did like aircraft mechanics. Mm -hmm. And what's, what I found at least just through those experiences, right. Is that a lot of times you go and you learn this amazing skill, like you're good at it. They count on you, right? They trust you enough to do this in the military, but then you come into civilian life and you can't use what you learned. Well, yeah, that's right? yeah, it, it, it's the same thing. Um, so I did, I did that, and uh, I I did fairly well in the military. I, I got promoted really quickly, um, mm -hmm. and was given billets and put in charge of stuff. Actually, when uh, when we went to Iraq, um, they split like in the states. We were with the the trucks and all that stuff. We were all one one company. Yeah. And then our one platoon, when we went over there, we split, like the engineers went with the engineers, the guys and, you know, motor T went with motor T. So like I got over there and I was second highest, you know, in, uh, out of the mechanics. So wow. as an E5, I was, I had an E7, E7, E8 billet, which, and then our, our E6 got the OIC billet, which is an officer's billet. So like I was in charge of making sure all that equipment was fixed and running and all that stuff all the time so it, like I was like oh yeah look at me I'm I, like I, I'm in charge of all this stuff and all this stuff I'll, I'll be able to get a great job and I came back out and moved back and uh, I got hired in at $11 an hour wow. uh, washing equipment in the wash bay wow 
And uh, and the company that hired you knew that you were yeah, that yeah and uh, what you were able to do. Yeah, and that's where they hired us, and they're pretty good at it. They they're like, well, we're hiring you in ninety days. We'll assess where you're at, yeah. and then we'll go from there. But we we can't, you know, because none of those, the military does not set you up. Like they they don't have. They're not trying to get rid of you. They're not trying to train you for civilian for role. For sure. Yeah, they want to keep you in the that's, crowd, I, right? I, 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 oh, yeah. That's always laugh. Like, everybody's always like, oh, don't they get you ready for that? I'm like, no, they, you know, they don't have any of that. They have a recruit, career retention specialist. Their job is to retain you, is to wow. make you stay. Like, they don't... As soon as you say you're done, they'll, they like, wash their hands. Like, see you later, man. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and maybe it's different now, but that... In 2006, that's the way it was. Like, I told that lady I wasn't going to re-enlist. And she's like, all right, sign my paper. And she kicked me out the office, basically. And I'm like, oh, all right. Wow. But, um, but they, you know, the company, they're like, after 90 days, we'll reassess it. Well, uh, I came in right at the beginning of the summer. Everything was picking up. So after 90 days, things were moving. Mm-hmm. It just never got brought back up. And me, I don't, I don't care. I wasn't, I wasn't starving. Yeah. So I just said, oh, at some point we'll figure it out. Well, it got to be all the way around to my my year review. And they're like, hey, you never got an, an increase in your pay. And I'm like, no, I didn't. So yeah. Um, then they took care of it. I mean, I got three bucks that first time, and then I, I think two the next time. Like, it, it, I I don't like to do things and do it half ass. So like, yeah. I I made sure, and I mean, they, they saw that it was something that, that I was somebody worth paying more. So yeah. And then were you? I don't for what you do. Did you need to get licensing and stuff like that for your as a civilian to do that? Yeah, yeah. They, and the company's really good about that. They they would send you down to John Deere to get your training and do all that stuff yeah. and have you get all that uh, qualifications and stuff. Uh, same thing. Like uh, eventually, like I started working in the shop and now I'm a field service mechanic. Where I have my own service truck and I drive around. So I had to go get a CDL and they they yeah. paid for the CDL and all that stuff. So so that's, it's interesting, right? Because there's it seems that getting in is pretty easy yeah but then you get out and life automatically goes from this one to step one to step two to step three and so on to okay here you're on your own figure it out yeah um yeah and uh, since being out i've talked to a lot of group like a lot of groups uh that are trying to help veterans and that's what we're all of us are trying to figure out is like what we what do we need to do we, like, we need to be able to get on these bases and tell these guys and tell them, like, here's what you need when you're transitioning out. Like, that, yeah. I mean, there's got to be something better than... The system. Yeah. There, it has to be better than... Like, they, they have this transition assistance program that you can go through where they, they give you... It's a week long and they bare bones, like, here's how you rip out a resume. Here's how you do this. And it's... Yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I... They just kind of do it so they can wipe their hands clean. They do. You have to go through this course so they can sign your paper so they can let you out. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. Like, I don't think they put a whole lot into it. So, um, so you get out in 06. Get out in 06. Right. You start this job. you got a family. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, what got you to the point... That I mean, you start a nonprofit. You want to tell everybody what the name of it is? Yeah, uh, I started a nonprofit, Twenty Two to None. Uh, with and what is it? What is the meaning behind it, and how did you get to starting it? Um, well, in two thousand twelve, the VA put out a statistic where twenty two veterans were committing suicide every single day. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's over eight thousand people a year. What's you know the general statistic for the general population? General population is one hundred and twenty one a day. Oh, wow. Which is huge. You, and that uh, includes the veterans? That includes number? the veterans. But wow. here, if you, if you break it down, here's where, when I heard this the part of the statistic, this breakdown of it is when it like really meant. So there's 121 suicides a day yeah. in America, and 22 of those are veterans. Well, if you break it down, that means that 20% of all suicides are committed by the less than 5% of the population that have ever served. Wow. Dude, so, that's, I'm like, I, I got chills from that. Yeah. So wow. it's, it's like, that's where I was like, cause I've had, since we've started it, I've had people come out like, well, what about, you know, just civilians coming to suicide? Well, it's terrible. Sure. I go, but I can't, I can't like, how do you eat a pizza one slice at a time? Like right. you can't. So I'm trying to take this slice out cause this slice is something like special to me. Like these are my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, when I heard that statistic, I heard that in 2016. Yeah. Um, after it come out, because I saw that 22 kill push-up challenge. Yeah, tell us uh, about that. What is that? It's uh, 22 kill is an organization organization that started up post that that number coming out in 2012. Okay. And they wanted to do something about it. And what it is, they had this 22 push-up challenge, where you do 22 push-ups a day, 
and you do it on your social media or wherever you want, and each day you're challenging someone, like one of your friends, so that it, to, it, then it shows up on their page, yeah. and then hopefully they do it, and, and for, you do that for 22 days. Okay. Challenging someone different every day, and it's all it was there to do was raise awareness. Okay. Um, and they had a little tally thing that if you like hashtag 22, it would, it would show up, and today they're up well over 22 million push-ups. Wow. So, um, but I, I saw this. I, I, I didn't hear about it when it came out in 2012, but it became huge in 2016, and I, I'm not sure what happened, but I had seen it from uh, uh, one of my superiors when I was in. I'd seen that he was doing it, and I'm like, you know what? No one's ever challenged me in it. I don't need to be challenged. Like, this yeah. is something I want to get the word out. Um, and it, it, it meant something to me because um, when I was in, when I was in Okinawa, I got stationed, and I got roomed with a guy who hated my guts for yeah. the first little while because I was chipper and that, that's that's just who I am man if yeah. something sucks I'm still gonna smile and laugh yeah. and like, we're gonna push through it man it's fine uh, but he didn't like that about me but we got stuck together for that first year when I was in Okinawa I got stuck together as roommates when we got put on a mew together and um, he became you know family we moved yeah. and then when I moved back to California um, I got married and had my wife what well, he showed up like two weeks later to the same unit okay so then I mean he was over every weekend and you know he'd come over for dinner all the time he was our family yeah and uh, but he was gonna get out a little bit before our tour would have been up for our unit so yeah. in the Marine Corps you can extend and go with your unit yeah or you can go earlier with a different unit so that's what he picked he went over there with the unit that went before us so he went to Iraq six months before I did and then when I went over there and we were doing our transitioning, he was still there. So I got to see him for another two weeks when we were there. Yep. And then I did my six months and then I came back. Well, when I got back, I found out he had re-enlisted yeah. and he had signed up to go right back over. Oh, wow. So he did uh, just about two back-to-back -to -back tours. Um, but I was out and we'd talk like email and stuff like that and stuff like uh, But then in January, uh, January 5th, I think fifth is when I got the phone call. Um, his wife called and said that he had gotten back from his second tour um, and they were at home in Arkansas having a party for him and he went upstairs and never came back down. Really? So. Um, what year was this? That's 2007. Okay. So, but at that time I just, I was like, it sucks, and I, but I didn't, I didn't know that number. I didn't realize how big it was. Like I thought it was that just was you knew. that was that was my family, and it sucked. And I sat in my living room and cried, um, and it still sucks to this day. But until I, until 2016, when I realized like there's 22 of these a day. Yeah. Like nah, this and nobody knows about it. That can't that can't go on. So. And you think of the just the sheer impact that that has, right? Like how many people besides you felt. That yeah. pain of, of your friend, right? right? And that this isn't being talked about more. Yeah. Right. Especially because these are the people who are protecting our freedom. Right. Well, and that's right? that's what we got. Like, I, I, I try not to like spread it and get and sound whiny, but I, I have a lot of people that will post about it. Like, um, I, the recent ones, like Anthony Bourdain committed suicide, and everybody heard about that. It was huge deals all over everything. Right. It's a ripple. Yeah, it's it's huge. Everybody heard about Anthony Bourdain because of his status. Right. Twenty two veterans a day are taking their lives and nobody knows it. Right. And uh, so that I mean that that's why, you know, I thought I jumped on board that twenty two kill thing and 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 started doing that and we were gonna do we had seen like uh guys doing twenty two mile hikes to try and raise awareness for it and stuff right. like that. So um my best friend from high school who joined the Marine Corps with me, he lives up here too, he, he's like, dude, we gotta do something. Yeah. So we got together and we're like, let's do a hike, man. So we started planning to do this 22 mile hike. Yeah. And as we're going through it and planning it, like we're realizing like, all right, well this might be more than what we need. Like two of us can't handle this. Yeah. So we just built a little, like a little committee basically. We didn't have okay. an idea for anything yet. Um, and just through local veterans that we had known through friends or whatever and put together this six man team. Okay. Uh, and then we started like, well, uh, how do we get, you know, okay, 22 miles, somebody's gonna have to go to the bathroom. Like, how do we get Porta yeah. John? So then, okay. like, we're starting to figure this stuff out, and uh, we're finding out, like, well, people will donate, mm -hmm. but you gotta be, you gotta be tax exempt. They want that 501c. So, sure. Then it turned in, instead of being just, hey, we're gonna do 22 miles, we're like, all right, well, now we have, let's get a name. All right, well, we wanna take the number from 22 to zero. Nah, 20, uh, 22 to none. So that, that's okay. the name, 22 to none. Um, and then, uh, 
And then we started looking into, all right, well, nonprofit status. What do we got to do for that? So we filled all the paperwork for that. I heard that, that like, it takes a super long time. Um, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people that have complained about how long it takes and how awful it is. Yeah. And I don't know why or for whatever reason, ours, we filled out some, like, ex expediated form it cost 300 bucks we all chipped in to cover it yeah and we're like well we hope it works and it went through first time and we got it in like a month and a half wow okay and we're like we well filling out the paperwork wrong excellent so, right? well and i think a lot of times too like i know a lot of times if like your name or anything like that if it crosses over you can't use it so uh, we were kind of worried about that because there are like ours is all twos two 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 none um, and there, there is a 22 till none or, and stuff like that. Okay. And we've been worried and we've been contacted by a couple of them. They're like, Hey, your name's too close to ours. And it's like, well, man, we got it. It's trademarked and copyrighted. Like this is our name now. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I really, really feel bad for you. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so we, we did that and got that through. So start with a hike. Yeah. Started with a hike, I mean, this just like basically like, you know, an avalanche, right? Or like a little bit of snow going downhill. Yeah, well, it was, right? it was crazy. You'd think, all right, you tell someone, all right, we're going to hike 22 miles today. Yeah. All right, we're going to meet up here. You guys, everybody get up here at 6 o'clock. We're going to step at 7. Yeah. We're going to hike 22 miles on a yeah. Saturday. You're going to burn your whole Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, and we had 100 people. Dude, first time 100 people. We had 100 people. That's impressive. It was nuts. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Um, so we had 100 people walking down um, from... Uh, Kuwaitan up north of Elk Rapids yeah. all the way down into Traverse City. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, it was, we were a little shy of 22 miles. Yeah. Like a week before. Yeah. So we're like, no, no, it's not going to work. It needs to be all 22 miles. So we added this loop that it looked like, we're looking at it, we're like, ah, that's not too long. No, it added like another mile and a half. Yeah. So we were at 24 miles when we finished, but we told everybody it was 22. But oh, we, got, so we had people fun. getting done and they're like, they had like that map my hike and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, we're, we're over. And I'm like, yeah, we're over. We know. That's okay. But you're fine. It's all for veterans. But it yeah. was cool. I mean, we, that first year we had um, like the bag, the, the Traverse City bagpipe guys, they, they came out. So they were at the finish and we came in there bagpiping wow. it up and killing it. And uh, it was awesome. We had a ton of people down at the park where, uh, welcoming us in. Yeah. We finished up. We did 22 push -up. We did our own 22 push-ups right there at the end. And wow. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it, it was way, way bigger than we ever thought. Then me and my buddy were like, hey, let's bike 20, 20, 22 miles. He's yeah. like, now it's like a thing. That's so cool. And you guys do this every year now? Um, we, we did, uh, the next year we did it in October, we did a second hike. Uh, it had about the same amount of numbers. Um, it, it, the weather was a little bit not as well. We had rain and stuff like that. So we think that was what it was. Um, but we've started other events that have kind of taken away from our ability to push into the hike. So, uh, like we're this year we're hoping to kind of what we're going to do is we're going to curb away from putting so much investing so much into our own hike um there's a lot of guys that we've had up here that have done hikes yeah um all over like and all over the upper north you know upper michigan and uh what we want to do this year is instead of putting so much into ours we want those guys to reach out to us and we'll help promote their event That's cool. and come up there and do that so that because we have an event down here that we help help run. Uh, it's a Tough Mudder style event, like an obstacle course, yeah. course race. And uh, we really would love to put so much more to that. Just because people don't want to come hike 22 miles. They will. You'll yeah, get yeah. about 100 people. Yeah. Uh, we had like 600 people at this obstacle course race. It's wow. just it, the, yeah, the, ability, the, cool the ability to get the message out is, is far easier that way. Yeah. Um, so we want to still be a part of the hikes because we love doing them. Like they're great. We, we go to, there's, we got an organization. Oh, I'm wearing the hat. Say 22 down in Ohio. Yeah. And we go down and do their hike every year with them. Okay. Um, just because they put on a, a good time and great hike. And it, we still love doing these hikes. It's great. It's cool to get all those people together, uh, veteran and non-veteran alike and, and, and spread the awareness and just raise a bunch of money too. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. you guys are promoting other people's stuff. Um, what, how are you guys using the funds that then you guys, you know, that you collect throughout yeah. these events to impact, you know, your mission? Yeah. Um, well, we, our goal is to, we have zero overhead yeah. as an organization. We, we don't, you, we have personal phones. We don't have company phone. We don't have company car. We don't have a company building. We don't, we don't have anything. So anything that comes in goes right back out. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Not a lot of nonprofits are doing that. Yeah. Um, 
the things that we've done so far, uh, we, and we, we, it's any range. Like if someone came up and said, hey man, I wanna go to rehab, I, I need to get fixed. Like we, we do our vetting, all right, we need to see your DD-214, we need to make sure that you know you are who you say you are. That's a jet, yep. And then, and then we can take care of it, we send them on. Um, the things we've done, we've bought a couple, we've bought, uh, we bought a car for a veteran who yeah. his car his car caught on fire on his way to work. Oh wow. So like how do you get to work? Uh, we got you. Yeah. So we bought him, I don't know, two thousand dollar get to work car. Yeah. Um we had we've gotten a car donated to another veteran. We've uh, paid uh heat bills and stuff like that during the winter, electrical bills, rent, things yeah. like that. We try to take care of the small things because what we figure is it's not always going to be like, oh, this thing I saw, this one thing. It's a snowball effect, man. When you feel like you're in a hole and you can't get out is, is usually when yeah. you're, you're thinking that stuff. And that's usually what we've seen. So instead of letting a guy snowball into a hole, once we say, like, we just tell guys all the time, swallow your pride, man. Ask for help. Yeah. It's not a problem, like, to say, hey, man, I need 600 bucks. I need to put a set of tires on my car. I need to, I need to pay my electrical bill. Like, that's fine, man. Yeah. yeah we, and that's what we have that there for. Um, our big goal, because um, we've... We've been the recipient of a couple big um, things. Uh, TC has a Patriot game up here every year where the two schools, um, West and Central, will play each other. It's a huge thing. They pick a charity every year um, to, uh, and then they'll raise funds with the t-shirt sales okay. and other stuff. And we got, we won that uh, in 2017. Okay. Yeah. Um, we won that that year. Is it 17? It's 18 now. So. Yes, so we won it last year. We didn't, yeah. yeah. Um, Sailor Warrior got, or Warrior Sailor got this year, but we won that, and it was that was thirteen thousand dollars. Oh wow! Um, so we put that away in a separate little kitty, um, and then uh, th that race last year, we got a uh, majority of those funds, and it was like uh, fourteen thousand dollars in that too. So we've got like twenty-seven thousand dollars sitting in that. And what we want to do is uh, we want to start up a self-sustaining transition housing. Yeah, um, we've had a couple of veterans up in the area where. Like there's places they can go if they're single, yeah. Uh, or if they're and if they're male, yeah. There's there's really nothing if you got a wife and kids or, and sometimes the VA will help with that if you have if it's a wife if you're married they'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, but we had a veteran last year who's been with his girl and has kids with this girl, been with her for seven years. That that that's a marriage, man. Like yeah. that's common law. Yeah, and, it is. You know, um, but it doesn't it doesn't count for the VA. So. Um, his, they said that they would put a hotel room for him and his, his boy, but not the other two kids and the, and the girlfriend. That's odd. And it's just like, well, what do you want this guy to do? He's just supposed to like, yeah, sorry. I know we've lived together for seven years, but I'm just going to take my, yeah, I'm, I, I take this hotel room. It's a weird thing. So we looked into it and that's what we were like, no, this isn't going to happen anymore. We got to figure something else out. So that's what we want to do is want to build, we want to try and find uh, what we're hoping to do is like a campground. Because yeah. campground will already have electrical and all that stuff. Find a little campground from down, and then we'll put. Um, you've seen some of those like tiny houses things that you can build for Dude, like a thousand I'm bucks. I'm a big fan of tiny houses, yeah. man. So we want to do so that. Cool. We want to take and build a couple different sizes. You know, we want to have you know a couple for you know so many for a single guy. Yeah. And then maybe like a little bit bigger ones for a couple, and then and then yeah. have something for a family if you ever had it. So, what I love about my podcast mm -hmm. is that this is so conversational. Yeah. So like you just hit a hot button with me, man. Like <laughs> tiny, I'm all into tiny houses. Oh yeah, we were geeked. Like so geeked, right? So I uh, I bought this house a couple years ago with my wife, but it was too far away from our family when we had kids, right? Mm -hmm. So we sold it, and now we're renting, and we went from basically just under three thousand square feet to now we're on the lake in Brighton, Michigan. It's freaking gorgeous, but the house is five hundred and seventy-five square feet. Okay, so a little bit bigger than a tiny house, but super tiny. Right. Right. So it's really put me into perspective of thinking differently about my things and my space. And um, I've become a big fan of actually taking this idea of, hey, the, the space isn't huge, but it works right now. But how can we continue to live in a way that we're very mindful, right? Because right. it's so important to be mindful because those little things, right? If you're just kind of going through life, what ends up happening is you snowball out of control, yeah. right? Same with consumerism. I think it's something that really hurts people. And what's interesting about tiny houses, right? There's this company called Honomobo out of Canada. And they make this unit that, you know, two shipping containers together, right? And they put it on basically a center block garage. Mm -hmm. And now you got, I don't know, 500 square feet. But what I think is interesting, seeing that just what you're doing, you're, you're reaching out to people and, and giving them the resources, right? But I'm sure that 
there's also this question of, well, how do we um, help people transition, right? Because I'm sure that there's teams that go into the military that go build bases, mm -hmm. do all these things, right? But they're not technically builders, right? right? So what I've always thought is interesting is these shipping containers, right? You can buy them for next to nothing, outfit them pretty well very cheaply mm -hmm. and now you get this place right I mean you probably have seen them before yeah. yep right so it kind of it, I, I want to tie that concept in with a question that I have for you is how are institutions or I don't know how they're necessarily set up but like an American Legion or a VFW besides as a place to go hang out what are they doing as organizations to help people transition do, do they do anything they they do um we um we used the VFW in Elk Rapids um, okay. uh, for, for like a year and a half as like that, our home base. I think that most people have this idea of that they're places to go drink. Yeah. And, I, I, and they and social clubs. I don't know if they really understand what they really do. Right. right? Um, and I think for the most part, that's, that's a pretty fair assessment. Mm -hmm. um, and mostly because that's where they're getting their income a lot okay. of the time is the, the bar is where they get their income. So that's, I think that's why you get that. Um, but um, we've been part of the VFW there, or not the VFW, the, the uh, AMVETS up there, and help them. They'll, they'll get together, like uh, there's a Raining Liberty Ranch uh, in Traverse City here, uses uh, horses as uh, like, a, like a therapy. Okay. They're, they're vet, it's free for veterans and, and service members, and they can go in there and go yeah. through a program. Um, and through the AMVETS up there, we got the hay transferred down, and all donated okay. and stuff. Wow. Um, and we've, we've asked them, like, um, sometimes like if a veteran needed, um, like we tried to find, like when those, those veterans, that, that one that needed a place to stay, mm -hmm. but he wasn't married, um, we tried to contact them and they're kind of limited to their area is the thing. Like, so. Okay. Elk so Rapids, they're localized. Yeah. It's very localized. So that veteran was down here in Traverse city. So the Elk Rapids, they, they couldn't do it. So we, we kind of looked around and tried to find it and we ended up just having, uh, we had a local vet that put them up for a couple of days and but paid for a hotel for all of them. And, and that's gotcha. how we kind of had to do it. Cause it was before we even had, I mean, that was when we were still like working on our anything. Gotcha. We, yeah. we didn't have anything yet. So, so with this idea that you have of getting like, you know, kind of like a campground set up for transitional housing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For like, I mean, there's the homeless population is outrageous for veterans. It's stupid really? to think that, to think that you can serve your country and then you come back, you know, a place to live is, is outrageous. Yeah. So um, we want to attack that. But there's also like guys that get out. Like if you don't, maybe you're going to go to school somewhere. Yeah. But that's not where mom and dad live. Well, do you, how do you, you're just going to show up and find a place to live. A lot of times you, there's, yeah. there's time involved in that where you're going to find where you're going to live and go through application right. processes and all that stuff. Um, so we wanted to have something for them too because we had... Uh, a kid that was getting out last year, he was going to go to the Maritime Academy up here in Traverse City yeah. and just didn't have a place to live. So we, we figured something out and got him a place to live and got him hooked up for yeah. you know the short period of time while he was trying to get everything set up. So we're like, man, it would be great if we had a place like that. It sounds, it's different and it sounds really cool. Well, and, and the way we, we plan it out, like we say, we say self-sustaining because what we want it to do is as people come through, we want, we want to have all the resources there too. Like we've got so many people that have come out and said like, listen, I can, I can help with resumes. I can help with this like and if people need uh like haircuts or clothes like they want to help these guys with the tools and that's all we're going to ask of these guys when they're staying there like if you're showing an effort that you want to better yourself there's this is this is your place to live man like better yourself right. get there get yourself on your on your feet and then you can take off and then we're hoping that as they then grow and get there's they can trickle back in yeah and give back and give back um and the only thing we're going to ask people while they're there is you're, you get to put in an effort yeah um and you guys are in charge of maintaining it like yeah. you guys like well you guys got to cut your the grass around your stuff and yeah. you gotta like clean it up make sure it's clean like just like we do when you're in the, in the service all that stuff you, you're gonna be taking yeah. care of it it's your place but you got to maintain it um and then we'd love to put like we've talked about making like a in the court like well, I don't know. I'm sure every every branch has it, but yeah. like even in the barracks, there was like a common space where everybody yeah. could come in and hang out. Usually, there's a pool table or a ping pong table. Yeah. And we want to do that. We want to build a big common area and have a kitchen, and then have it set up so that you know Friday nights or whatever, these guys all get together. They cook a big meal, hang yeah. out, and then you're building. Not only are you building, like maybe you're building a skill. Maybe you never cooked before, and yeah. now you're learning how to cook. Yeah. Uh, you know. 
creates community in your community in that community right. I mean, now when, now when you maybe you transition out and then this guy goes off and his, but you, you've got those contacts now you've got yeah. a friend if you didn't have one now you got one and you know you yeah. got someone you well, can kind of like on. you and your buddy right you hated each other but then or he hated yeah, you yeah. but no, oh, yeah. the thing and look at what happened right yeah. that led to where you are today yeah so are you guys are you more interested in partnering with um, campgrounds that are already in existence, so you can just put a couple there, or have you no, guys considered we're, getting we're, land? We're actually looking into what we'd love to do is find, if we could, is one in the area where maybe they're struggling or trying to sell the campground yeah. and get out from under it, and then just come in and, and take over that. Interesting. The guy who uh, does the podcast with me, Alex Pushman, he um, runs a nonprofit called Wits, and it's all about um, really just being conscientious of the community or you know in the environment and they own a bunch of land down you know downstate and mm -hmm. definitely going to connect you with him just i think it's so you know it's interesting it's, yeah it's such a i don't know like a one-off concept right? yeah like so that's cool so how how far are you guys you know in the planning stages of that um and when the, would you like to see it actually happen uh, we'd love to see it like now sure but, um you know, it took a while to get funds started up, uh, and we've actually started making contacts just this year with uh, some realtors that have like they've started drawing up plans for the housing and, and, yeah. the, and the property and stuff, and uh, and they're like looking pretty heavily for us to try and find it. So, I mean, that's what, that's where we've been for so long is is just trying like we got to make the right contacts yeah. to find the right person who's going to be able to to just, just open doors, open a door, and go like here, look at this, is what I found. So. Just out of curiosity, right? So that people who are listening understand what it is you're looking for. So, um, if people, let's say, donate a piece of property, mm -hmm. is that a tax write-off? Um, are you not sure about that? I'm not sure. I mean, it should be. We're a nonprofit. Yeah. We're a 501c3. It yeah. should be. What about if they donate like services, right? Like, let's say you get a piece of property and you need some trees cut down on it. Yeah, right. that I know services we've been able to cover. Um, okay, because we've had. People come out and do stuff and like yeah, and we then you just need our EIN number and that's it's and a supplies tax donated yeah. all that other yeah. kind of stuff. Yep. Okay, that's interesting, right? I think it's so important to know because there's so many people that have the ability to help that just don't know where yeah. to start. Yeah, right? and we're I mean we we like we've been we've been doing this now for a little like two and a, almost two and a half years now. Yeah. Um, and we're still finding out stuff like when we got the car donated, like we didn't know like someone donated a car, we went into the Secretary of State and they're like, well, you know, okay, we need to, you know, they need to pay for registration. I'm like, no, it's donated. Like, there's no money. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, well, did you fill out this form? I'm like, there's a form? Yeah, okay. And so for nonprofits, you can fill out a form with the Secretary of State. Yeah. And if you get a car donated, then it, it writes off the registration, all that stuff. Then it actually is a free donated car. That's awesome. And we're like, oh man, if we don't really know that. It'd yeah. be nice if all this information is out there. So, I mean, we've been finding stuff like that too. Um, and just like a Thad show um, yeah. on Saturday, like I got a hold of Thad and I'm like, hey man, I, like, does the guy who owns, you know, the studio, does he want, I mean, he can write that off and then you yeah. guys don't have to pay for that. And then, you know, he can use our, our EIN number because it's all benefiting us. That's fine. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And That's it's just, awesome. you, you, you start, you just start finding this stuff out and it, it just stinks. You'd wish like, that's there like a manual. There's a manual. Like you're starting yeah. a nonprofit. Make sure, sure you do this and do this and do this. It's like, oh, I don't know. We don't know any of that. So, so, um, what are some things that like, I wouldn't say that you're struggling with, but that, um, if somebody's listening and like, they're like, Hey, I, I, you could use help in this area. Do you have anything specific that you can think of? Like, Hey, um, Oh, well, we've just started kind of working on like a, like a membership, like, cause right now it's our six board members, you know, and we've got yeah. a lot of people that want to step up and do something and we didn't really know how to use them. Yeah. Um, so we're starting to, we're going to try a, like a membership thing yeah. where they can come into board meetings and hear the stuff that we're working on. Yeah. And then we have more hands and feet out there. Um, the biggest thing that, that we've come to is, is just spread the word and always be available. Yeah. Um, like if you know a vet, um, a lot of times a lot of those guys aren't going to talk to you. They're not going to tell you stuff. They're not going to let you know when they're struggling. You've got to be the one to kind of to pick up on it. Yeah, um, there's pride there. No, yeah, the, your your pride is a bitch. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah. kick that to the curb a little bit. But um, that's what we've noticed. And and sometimes you just gotta you've got to read it just right and ask the right question, and then then you'll be in a conversation. Okay. Um, and that's that's the thing. Like everybody. I think everybody thinks like if I just give five bucks that are, you know, if I give a hundred bucks to this, like that'll take care of it. Like, and it helps that, that money definitely helps. But I think the biggest thing is, is being available. That, yeah. That's what we've all found. Uh, 
everyone on our board has stayed up till you know five o'clock in the morning talking to a guy just yeah and then the next day you hear you know you think well i just talked to that guy for five hours and it wasn't no big deal he just wanted to talk and i'm gonna listen and then he'll get a hold of you the next day he goes man thanks for walking me off the ledge last night and you're like i, I didn't do anything man i just listened he's like yeah, yeah. it's all i needed dude and it's like interesting right. so do you guys have like um a place where i think it, there's a couple things right the first is a place if somebody's like Hey, I want to donate something. Yep. Where do they get a hold of you? Um, if you uh, you can donate right through our website. Okay. Uh, Twenty two to none dot org. It's okay. all twos. That, that so means it's two 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 none dot org. org. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's there's a link to go donate okay. right through that. What if they want to help you guys out in future endeavors and just say, hey, we're here. How to same? Do they just go on there? Yeah. And if say, you go on there, there should be a spot to like uh, like volunteering and stuff like that. Okay. And you can try and do that or. Uh, if you just shoot us a message, we're all, it's all of it right there is just linked straight to us. So like, yeah, if you go down and if you want to talk to a certain person, like that's what we've, we've liked about it. Like we've got it set up to where, say you got a female veteran who maybe doesn't want to open up about whatever she wants to talk about okay. with random guy. We have a female on our board, go down there. If you click on her picture, it sends you to her. It doesn't send you to us. It sends okay. you to her. So you want, you got something to say, you can do it that way. Um, and and that's like that's the our website is pretty sweet and that's how it's set up and then I mean we got we've got a Facebook and go there yeah um, if you send us a message it goes to all six of us so okay I mean if you really if you need to talk to us like that's going to six people somebody's gonna hit you back up real quick so okay um, tell tell me some more what else do you want people to know either about veterans about your organization right I really want to just have you spotlighted right because I think yeah. this is so important. Right, the people who are protecting our freedoms, mm-hmm. right, and we take that lightly today. Right? I was listening to uh, an old uh, Jocko podcast uh, when he was sitting down with um, um, what's his name, just I just blanked, um, Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. Right after he went on Tim Ferriss, so it was like mm-hmm. number seven hundred something, and Jocko was saying how in two thousand one when this happened, right, our patriotism, like went through the roof. Everybody had a flag out. Yep. Right, and there was a sense of community. But now you've got the extreme right, the extreme left, and there seems to be this divide. But if you really think about it, what they're what we can all still get geeked about today is our freedom. Yeah. Right? The freedom to be extreme right, the freedom to be extreme left, to be somewhere in the Absolutely. middle. Right. And I think that we need to regardless of what side you're on, you need to honor the the guys who are fighting for our freedom mm-hmm. while we figure our stuff out. Right. Right. So Absolutely. um yeah, just what is it that you know? Maybe people can do for those individuals. Um, what do you think, right? I mean, what is what is your advice for people, right? About bringing that sense of community back to those people that matter, even though there isn't a sense of community in our country necessarily yeah. as much as there yeah. used to be. Uh, I've I've gone on uh, I've done videos and stuff on Facebook about this too, um, and I'm sure I'll, I I will upset either side. I will upset veterans and I'll, I will upset like civilians. Uh, um, that whole like take a knee thing that everybody threw a huge fit out. Yeah. Um, like, oh, that's not honoring them. Like it might not, like, I don't agree with it. And I've said that to people like, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but it's absolutely what we fought for is for their freedom of speech. And it might be awful and you might hate it. Um, you might not agree. You might not agree. That's fine, but it's taken a knee. Um, but there are things that I just, I won't tolerate. Um, but it, and it's their right and their freedom, but I won't tolerate it. I'll, I'll exercise my right uh, to stop you from doing it, uh, which is uh, standing on a flag or burning a flag. Like those, nope, not right. going to happen. Uh, I think a lot less people would be willing to burn a flag or step on a flag if they ever went to a funeral where it was draped over the casket. Um, I've never been to one, but just that visual, I, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, so like that stuff, like there, those things... Um, and I've done, in my video, what I said is, man, um, it's uh, for the longest time, for like a year, I said it every single day when I was doing my push-ups. Um, is it's just don't be a dick, man. Um, hate breeds yeah. hate. Yeah. Um, it absolutely does. Be nice to people. Yeah. Be <laughs> kind. Be loving. Yeah. And that's what I told everybody. Like uh, the, the easiest thing you can do to help a veteran is, or to make a veteran feel good, go up and say thank you if you see him. I mean, they're easy spot. You know, old yeah. Vietnam veterans, they'll have their Vietnam, you know, cover on or whatever. You just go up and say thank you. Yeah. Um, that's the easiest thing. Be kind. Be loving. You think yeah. a lot of people who are hearing this message who aren't, were never, who never served, 
could be like, well, that's easy to say that, but isn't that awkward? I mean, what would you say to that position? Because I do that, right? If I know that that person's a yeah. veteran, I'm all about it. I think it's the biggest honor you can give somebody. But a lot of people are socially awkward in the right. sense of they just don't know. I mean, is it? would it be weird for them? What's your, how do you explain that so more people do that? It's I, well, so big, man. I can absolutely understand it, it feeling awkward. Um, but I think it's just as awkward as like you'd go to a dinner party with somebody and you might not know somebody and you're going to shake their hand. Like yeah. that didn't, that wasn't that crazy. How far, how hard is it to walk up and go, you just say, thank you for your service. You don't have to say anything after that. Yeah. Um, it's a great metaphor. Yeah. And, and they won't, you know, I mean, they're not going to like yell at you or, I mean, they might, they're just going to tell you thank you and, and probably go on. I've never had anybody go and get upset about it. Um, yeah. A lot of times I'll be wearing like uh, like some like a Marine Corps shirt or whatever, and they'll, they'll be like, oh well, thank you for yours, and it's just like man no no way dude you're a Vietnam vet you don't thank me like yeah. <laughs> I came after you you're you're good, um, but I mean they're all very appreciative of it but that's I mean that's in that message when I would do that like I would say the easiest thing you can do every day is just say thank you to a veteran and then I would say on the on the flip side is is don't be a dick I mean I feel like a lot of times. Any little thing could spark you to be in a bad mood on a day. Yeah. And then you run into someone who maybe isn't in a bad mood and you do something. And if they retaliate with hate, now you're going back at them with more hate. Yeah. I feel like the easiest thing to do is, I mean, maybe that lady cut you off trying to get into the gas station and she's trying to get to her pump or whatever. You know, so she cuts in front of you to get to the pump. Instead of being upset about it, like, okay, do you have to be at the gas pump right now? Maybe that person's late. Maybe they need to go pick up their kid from a, a babysitter or something like Instead of freaking out, just be kind and be loving. Be like, that's all right. I'm, that's cool. Yep, use that pump. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, I feel like if if everybody would kind of step back from their immediate reaction, which is, hey, I was here first, or hey, this is mine. Yeah. They just step back. Go. Maybe they need it more than I do. Mm-hmm. That's then, a good disposition to have. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not perfect at it. I mean, I I'm yeah. I make mistakes every day too. But so I mean, I, I'm. I do it all the time, but like as often as I can, I try to go like, all right, well, hold on. It's not a big deal. Right. Like I'm not going to run out of fuel. If I don't get the fuel in, in a couple of minutes, like it's not going to be a big deal. Like it'll take her five minutes to fill the car and she yeah. can leave. And, or, or the alternative is like, I start yelling at her. She starts yelling at me. Now it's taking longer for her to pump. Yeah. Now I'm just angry. And it, instead of me being able to relax and sit back and then go do whatever I was going to do, which was maybe it was going to be something fun with friends. Yeah. Now I'm in a bad mood when I get there. Yeah. And I'm complaining to them. So now they're in a bad, like it just, it's, spiral, it, it's right? just going to spiral out. Hate right. breeds hate. So just be loving and kind, man. What about, um, what's advice that you would give to, you know, somebody who's a business owner, right. And has considered hiring vets, right. You know, as making that part of their strategy. Yeah. Right. Um, you, um, you know, that transition seems to be very tough for people. How can they make that transition easier as a business owner? Um, you know, how can they, what's the best place to find veterans, right? Yeah. And um, uh, just what's your two cents on that? I know, um, like through the VA for a while up here, I know they had a, like a veterans uh, that part that like kind of like a manpower where they'd go in there and they were trying to hire out veterans. Okay. And that, that was part of the VA. They had a group there and I'm not sure it's still going. Uh, my buddy Chad was doing it and he kind of left. Um, so I know that was an avenue. I know you can look for them. Um, so you can do that, but I, it's, it's going to be like anything else. Uh, what I will tell you is if you find a good vet, you will have someone that will work as hard as you can push them. Right. Um, and they, they just want to be, they, they just want to be held with respect is all it is. Like any, yeah. And I think you should respect any employee. So, if, right. I mean, as long as you're not giving them the shaft, yeah. you're going to have a good hard worker. It's it's That's someone who, regardless of what their job was, was in charge of more at 18 than anybody else is at 18. Right. So, it, it's tough because I know there's plenty of veterans that, there's plenty of guys that were in that just kind of skated by. Yeah. And, drug their feet and did their four years and now they're collecting a benefit from somewhere or doing anything like that. And, and you're going to get those. I think the majority of them, um, if you give them the respect and responsibility, um, they will, they will prove their worth. Okay. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I think instead of going like, well, you know, I want to, I'll make you, you can come in here and vacuum and, and pick up the trash and maybe that's fine. But as long as you, 
you see like oh man he really he really makes sure that, like everything is spotless this place looks great in the morning right i don't know like man you you got this place looking great like yeah. nice job so but, no matter how small the job is yeah. consider hiring a veteran oh yeah because it Absolutely. can make a big impact in their lives right not only emotionally right but also get the ball rolling in a positive direction right well and maybe they're coming in i don't know maybe you know maybe they're coming in for a position that maybe you don't feel like they're qualified for yet yeah um isn't that such a isn't that such a BS yeah. concept today? Yeah. How, Qualifying. Yeah. How are you qualified? Like, right. How, you ever see those entry you, level jobs? Yeah. Four years experience. Yeah. Right. And a bachelor's degree, but like if you really do the math, like nobody who's had four years experience would apply for that job. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, there's lots of that stuff. Like I think I mean look at it. Like if you make like if you're in that boat, you're like ah oh, well he's you know maybe he wants to be I don't know a salesman or whatever, and you're like ah oh, I don't know, you know, put him in something and see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, there's always, like I said, there's always like picking up trash or, or I mean, just something around there. Yeah, and then see if if he's got that work ethic and you think he could, then you you can promote a guy. You can always yeah. move a guy up. You know what I think is if interesting? you just say no to everybody all the time, you're, you're limiting your opportunity. Yeah, right? yeah. What I think is interesting about veterans, um, I used to own a commercial cleaning company, and I was always open to hiring veterans, mm -hmm. right? And even if it was for just like a job, right, like a, a construction cleaning site. And um, what I found interesting, right, is if you look at the what they go through, how they're spoken to in the military, right? There's good and bad, but a lot of it's yelling, at mm -hmm. least during boot camp, right? Yeah. And the things that they have to do, right? And you understand that mindset, right? Like, they're great at doing minute details amazingly, right? Like, shining your shoes the way yeah. they shine yeah. their shoes, right? When, they, when, they, when they're in their full dress, right? Making sure that they're belt and their pants and their shirts right all line up mm -hmm. perfectly right like these little details and i think and i was thinking to myself back in the day when i when i had my company i was like you know what there is no job too small but no job too big for somebody with that good of yeah. an attention to detail yeah. right and yeah i think if and that's with anybody like you said right honor them right just be like hey you got you did a good job right grateful to have you on the team that doesn't matter if they're a veteran or not but just showing that respect to people will get you so far yeah but having that mindset because it i mean you, you know this more than me right i think there's as far as veterans go and i'm not trying to overgeneralize at least what i've seen in, on the, in the media is there's this negative light that's being shown because mm -hmm. there's all this talk of ptsd yeah and they're talking about the bad and not the good right there's nine out of ten times you're going to hear a negative story about what happened versus somebody like you and your team who are like, hey, this is what these guys collectively have done together. This is the impact that they made. Right. You don't hear this. Right. Right. So I think a lot of people are just like, man, is, is it worth the struggle? But it's not, that's not the real story here. Right. Right. And I've seen that personally. You're telling me the same thing. Keep the door open. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I think, I, I think a lot of times now you, Veterans get the bad rap, like always oh, got beards and tattoos and pierce, like all piercings, and like, he just doesn't look professional. I'm like, well, we didn't have to look a certain way when we were in there, so like yeah. we can still we can still work just as good. I, I, um, I, I think a lot of times, I think you are, if you, if you're gonna put limitations like that on something, you're limiting your potential to grow. Um, right. I think you you might. The guy that comes in with a tattoo might be the best person for that job, and if you're going to write him off without giving him opportunity, yeah. Because uh, I think a lot of times, you, I mean, there's easy things to do. Maybe he's got, he's got tattoos all of his arms. You say like, "Hey, man, we'd love to see what you can do. Can you wear a long sleeve shirt?" Yeah. Like, it's it's something as simple as that, as opposed to, "Sorry, man, we can't hire you because your tattoos." Like, yeah. all right. Well, and a lot of times, the tattoos are who they were, not who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and if you look at a lot, of, I mean, I've got a lot of friends where the tattoo is, you know, brothers lost, you know, like, yeah. what do you want me to do? Like, that's, that's honoring, yeah. you know, that's honoring people who gave the ultimate sacrifice and you want me to like, you, yeah, it, it doesn't, it might not look good to you, but to me, that's, means that's something. my brother right there, my sister, like that's, yeah, that means something. It's not, it's not just dirt on my arm, you know? It's yeah, yeah, no, and I'm, ex what I'm excited about, I don't know if you are too, it's just, the more and more millennials that come into the workforce and own businesses, and, yeah. right? The, I mean, as a, a group of millennials, which you're on the early end of the millennials, yeah. right? Is yeah. like, as they get older, get more into the executive position. I think this mindset of these stereotypical, superficial issues will go away. 
and we're not going to look at that as much anymore, right? Yeah, and I think a lot. I'm seeing a lot of veterans starting their own stuff, um, like yeah. huge stuff. I mean, grunt style T-shirts is veteran-owned. Oscar Mike uh, clothing is is all that's veteran-started, veteran-owned. Yeah. You look at like Black Rifle Coffee Company, um, Article 15, all that stuff that Matt Best and all those guys are doing down there. 22 Kill, they sell apparel. That's how they afford all their like. That's how they put on these huge galas to raise all the funds to to then get back out to veterans. Like they're people don't want to hire them. That's fine. They'll go. They'll make their own. They'll we'll yeah. take our own route. Um, a, uh, a friend I just just recently hooked up with, who's like blown up in the last year. I don't know if you ever seen any stuff like Freedom Hard. I've heard uh, of it. Um, I don't know where it's from though. He is uh, down in Texas. Okay. And it's the same thing. He's like, you know what? I just want to start something um, to have to rate to be able to raise the funds. So he started, it's an apparel company, man. They make shirts and stuff like okay, that. Okay, that's what it was. Um, but he does, he'll, he'll do these crazy, ridiculous videos where he's wearing a star-spangled Speedo yeah. with Roman candles strapped to his arms like bazooka shooting yeah. off in the backyard with a cigar and a bottle of whiskey. Like, yeah. And they've, I mean, they've branched out and it's, it's, it's becoming huge. And he's got, uh, on his team there at Freedom Heart, he's got a veteran that was, um, that was blown up and burned in, uh, I can't remember if it was Iraq or Afghanistan, but yeah. he's... I mean, he's right there by it. So, I mean, that's that's two veterans getting together that are helping veterans. They got with another guy, uh, and they started, uh, what is it, Veterans United. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's something like that, Veterans United or, or Veterans Awareness United. But And, and they they just recently went over to the U.K. because the U.K. has the same thing where they're dealing yeah. with um, their veterans committing suicide. And they had the yeah. joint thing, and they did a hike over in the U.K. Yeah. And it was, I mean... And that's, that's, they're fine. You don't want to help us out? We'll just yeah. start our own stuff. We can do this. Yes, you're 100% right. So um, I've got a friend of mine, Mark Ormond, or I don't know exactly how to say his last name. I don't, it's like OR something. <laughs> um, I went to a, a Tony Robbins leadership event with him. And I've followed him on Facebook ever since we chat every now and then. Um, but what's interesting is, like you said, right, is that they start stuff and the community is huge, right? Like, he was the first triple amputee in the UK. So he just created a movie, right? To talk about no limits, right? I mean, literally, he's, he was, he's amputated from the knee down and two legs, right? And he's got one arm mm-hmm. off. And um, yeah, dude, this guy does everything, right? Like, I mean, he was in um, there some kind of, not I wouldn't say Special Olympics, but some kind of a, um, in Canada, they do this whole athletic thing for... Um, people who, you know, have their, you know, different... Uh, it's like the Pan Am Games or something like that. I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't it's think it's of it. It's on ESPN, but yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, he, he talks about that, you know, and he's, he just made a movie, he's written a book, and they're just doing stuff. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I think, you know, shouting out to those people. I think I'm going to put, if you want to send me all the, the names of the different organizations that you mentioned Absolutely. Today, I'm going to put them all in the description. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's tons of guys like you just mentioned that guy, um, Rob Jones was a, a Marine veteran. Yeah. Um, and he did the same. Just checking the time. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> We're tight. Yeah. yeah. I know he, and, uh, he just went and did 31 marathons in 31 days. Yeah. Consecutive. Like, yep. Bam, bam, bam. Double amputee. Wow. And like, like they, he did a huge, uh, I think he podcasted it or it's called Rob Jones journey. I think it's, okay. it's going to be a documentary, but it's, yeah. he's run 31 marathons in 31 days. Yeah. He drove to a different city at night. Uh, he flew, he did one overseas and then flew back and did a couple more. Like, it's just crazy. The things that they'll do. Um, that company, Oscar Mike that I talked about, um, their goal, the reason they started is the owner was a Marine who after his, after he got back from Afghanistan, yeah, um, he was in a truck that was rolled over and broke his back. Wow! And now he's quadriplegic. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, what am I? So he got out and was kind of down in the dumps. Well, he found out like there's things you can do. Like they they make adaptive sports for these guys. Yeah. But the equipment is outrageous to pay for. Super expensive. Yeah. So he's like, I need to make it more readily available. So he made this shirt company, and all the funds that they make from that Fun goes people. to help. Like yeah, get, so get these cool, things. and it's awesome. So, and through that, I've been able to meet guys. Like, yeah, um, Earl Granville's got one leg, lost it, lost, uh, lost it in Afghanistan. His brother yeah. committed suicide after he lost his leg, and just hearing his story. And now he's a motivational speaker and goes around and does this. Works for Oscar Mike. Yeah, runs these crazy Spartan races. Jonathan Lopez lost an arm, same thing. Yeah, and 
and they go through and they're now they've created team Oscar Mike and they'll go through and what they do is they have this group of people that will run with an, a, an athlete yeah. maybe they can't run maybe they can't run maybe in the wheelchair um, I helped them do an event um, where it was a 67 year old veteran who had just beat cancer yeah and you just come alongside her because you know cancer will tear you down so you're trying to get through this course well maybe yeah. you need someone to help hold your arm get you up something or get over something and that's what they do and they come alongside these athletes and help them complete these courses and do Spartan races and all this stuff wow and it's just amazing and that's that's to, awesome yeah dude we gotta do an event together let's set <laughs> something up somewhere downstate somewhere downstate and you, we gotta we gotta make an impact okay let's do it uh, I don't want to cut you off, but the room that we're in, yeah. we've got seven minutes left. I but, know, we've got to get out of here. Um, tell people real quick how to get a hold of you, right? Okay. And um, where to find you and, you know, just kind of let's finish off that way. Sounds good. Um, well, if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm, it's just Dave Winkle. I'm on Facebook. That's about it. How do you spell your last name? Because it was kind of yeah, a turkey one. W-E-N-K-E-L. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, it, but if you if you can't remember that, you can get a hold of me, like I said, through the website. You can find me on okay. there, uh, 2229all2s.org. Okay. Uh, we're on Facebook. do the same thing. And I guess we have an Instagram. Uh, I don't follow it. Uh, somebody's <laughs> in charge of it. It okay. isn't me. Um, but, yeah, that's – yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, reach out. I'm, I'm good with that. Dude, this was fun. Yeah. We got to do it again. All right. Let's stay in touch. Let me know. Thanks for your time. All right. Thank you, buddy. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening for another great episode. Hey, Phil, I was just thinking about something. Where where can people find us at? Well, they can find us on the internet and on all social media platforms. Really? Yep. So talk to me about, what about Twitter? Where, what would that handle be? That would be at LifeCast Radio. Okay, what about Instagram? At LifeCast Radio. Facebook? At LifeCast Radio. Uh, what about YouTube? At LifeCast Radio. Al, it's the same for every single social media platform. Ah, okay. I appreciate that, Phil. I needed that clarity. For sure. Hey, us old folks, right? That's right. That's right. Us old folks. Hey, Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have an amazing day. And remember to live intentionally for excellence. LifeCast, baby.